I guess I'll start as I often do with the story. I think uh, I would venture to guess there's people in the room that are uh, familiar with the, the stories in the book of Genesis uh, where there was a time when the Israelites were wandering in the desert and all of a sudden bread came down from heaven. That's kind of what today feels like for us to have KCP join. The Lord is my shepherd, and he has returned to the NBA, Kane. And I'm not talking about Caldwell Pope. <laughs> Trouble in Chino Hills, Boston, and them young guys. Jersey retirements, and so much more on your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. <laughs> okay, Kane. Uh, how are you, David? What a week. What a week. I'm just looking at our run sheet, and it's packed. It is absolutely packed. We got a lot of news items. You summarized it very well. Um, maybe Chino Hills. I think maybe a few listeners wouldn't know that reference. Um, maybe we, that kind of segues into the first topic, right? Big Baller brand is now bankrupt, and effectively, I think it's been shut down, basically. Yeah, the family friend advisor also ripped off the family and personally stealing $1.5 million from Lonzo. This is where it sort of started. This week, the story broke that a family friend and confidant, um, I, I forgot his name, he was accused basically of ripping off the family, ripping off Lonzo Ball specifically for $1.5 million. And this person, he, I believe he was a co-founder of Big Baller Brand and was a friend of the father. He was, he, he's at all the events, basically. The news also came that Lonzo Ball's agent um, is no longer with him either. Oh, really? So oh. his agent on Instagram tweeted uh, a photo or a video of him taking the his the Lonzo Ball shoes and throwing into the trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And also related is that I think all three of the children have have been removing um, videos for pictures of the father, Lavar, from their Instagram. So um, the man is named Alan Foster. I mean, what a despicable person, right? Like someone that has been entrusted by the family, um, you know, to run the personal accounts and to run business bank accounts and stuff like that. And then he takes off with 1.5. Like that's not a small amount of money, obviously. Like that's robbery. That's, that's theft. That's illegal, right? Oh, it's absolutely. But do you, do you read about, I was reading about the history of this guy. He's been in jail. Oh my God. Yeah, so he was, I think he was sentenced for almost like five or seven years jail time. I'm not sure if he actually served seven years. He was sentenced to more than seven years in prison in 2002 after pleading guilty to one count of mail fraud and two counts of money laundering. He was ordered to pay restitution of $3.7 million to the 70 victims of the crime. So this guy's a real, like... He's a hustler, like, man. Yeah, he's a real lowlife. And then Lonzo said he was unaware of the prison sentence. That's not great. But, I mean, Lonzo is a young kid. Really, that falls on a father, right? Because in, himself, Lavar Lavar Bohr, the father of Lonzo Bohr, said, Regretfully, I put my complete trust in Alan Foster to manage my son's business affairs. This has uh, similar parallels to um, Jeannie Buss and how she's put complete faith. Oh, my God. In that was that didn't take yeah. you long. <laughs> didn't take I'm you racing, long. I'm racing the parallels right here. I kind of have some few thoughts, if you don't mind. No, this is not about the Lakers. It's about BBB and, I guess, the family and, you know, all that. It's, and it's kind of conflicted, so maybe you can help me out. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? So I'm going to kind of, like, uh, spitball this, I suppose. 
and maybe to some people that don't know the situation might provide a bit of context. Um, but how I see it is they had like Icarus's dreams, right? They, they flew really close to the sun. Father Lavabo had really big dreams. He wanted to create his own basketball league. He wanted to create his own shoe line, his own merchandise line. And he wanted his sons to be the, like the center of it all. And he put a lot of faith and hope in his sons becoming NBA players and ideally all playing for the Lakers um, to build that brand up and um, to make it into a powerhouse. Like he envisioned it to be Nike and you know, the, the height of his arrogance, the fact that he thought it was bigger than Nike, um, he, he spurned away offers from Nike and Adidas when it was his son's um, endorsement deal. He, he spurned those deals away. So his son would play for BBB, BBB shoes, right? Big baller brand. And then extended to his uh, younger brothers where they were even pulled out of American schools and college to go play in Lithuania for like a third division just because um, LeVar had some disagreements with, um, you know, some American sport leagues and, or teams. Um, and because of just some petty arguments, he took his sons and, 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 and forced them to play in Lithuania, like a cold-ass country, not even a professional league or anything. Yeah, I think there were some um, arguments around playing time for the middle son, um, uh, Leangelo at U- UCLA. Who's not? Who's not? A, who's a bust? Who's not any? Who's not any good at basketball in terms of being an NBA prospect? He has no NBA prospect. I mean, chance. he went undrafted basically. He went undrafted, and there's no chance anyone's going to take a chance on him. But the youngest brother, Lee, uh, Lamelo, Lamelo. He's in high. He's in high school at the moment. Who also went to Lithuania to play professional, professional. Um, you know, air quotes, professional basketball. Well, I mean, Lavar is obviously the the driving force behind this brand. He's a vision. He's a visionary. He's the guy behind the brand. He's building. Um, he's hyping up the Suns, and the Suns do have some talent. So I think it's very easy to get very angry at Lavar being the loudmouth and writing all those checks that he can't cash. On the other hand, it was interesting that Jalen Rose brought up an interesting point, um, and this was way back when, uh, before Lonzo was in the, even in the league. And Jalen Rose was saying he loves it because you know a lot of kids in, in Jalen's uh, um, example, he didn't grow up with a father. He would love to have that father figure who's hyping up, going all in for him, who's totally on his side. For us, I think it's hard to understand that if you didn't have a father figure growing up. Like, of course, that would, you would have loved to have someone like LeVar. But I think maybe he stretched himself a bit too, too thin there with coordinating different leagues. I think he created like a, a total league for his sons, basically. Yeah, he created like a junior basketball In America, league right? Where his sons would star in the league. <laughs> I think one of his sons won the MVP in, in the right. league. Right, <laughs> of course. I mean, they're probably like averaging 60 points a game. Um, so between starting up his league here, between the trips to Lithuania, between the uh, the exhibitions in China, where by the way the middle son was arrested for stealing sunglasses, Lonzo getting Lonzo to the Lakers, as well as having a TV show, as well as having their own shoe deal, I think he was just stretched too thin. So you know he brought over this advisor, this Allen guy who probably was very convincing, right? As obviously you've got to be convincing if you're a con artist. And he also didn't, he didn't vet him properly as well. This is Lonzo's living with the consequences. And LeVar might as well, because he might have 
potentially lost his sons. I mean, you hope that doesn't happen. At the end of the day, you know, that's he's their father, so family first. With time, that it's probably going to heal. That's fine. Definitely with time, yeah. I just feel right now there's a lot of hurt. And I know Lonzo is an NBA player, but $1.5 million is still $1.5 million. And you said time heals all, and I agree. He'll, you know, but as of right now, you know, I would be pretty fed up knowing that my father, you know, told me to go with, you know, believe in the business, keep representing the business, do everything you can for, you know, because this, this is the family business. You got You got to be in it. But Lonzo, you know, he's living his own dream. He's doing his own thing. He's in the NBA for a reason because he's a very talented player. And that's no small feat. That's, no, that's not because his dad didn't help at all. You know, it's not whatever. His dad probably did a lot to help him get to where he is. But it's Lonzo's life. And if Lonzo wants to sign with Nike or Adidas or any other company, um, that's his life. He, sh- he shouldn't try to keep living his father's wish, I guess. And I think from Lonzo's perspective, again, we don't really know. We're guessing. But Lonzo... Tweet at us at your FPFE. Let us know how you're feeling. Why'd you cover up your tattoos? Don't hold tears back. I think from Lonzo's perspective, I think it's worth the risk, even though the shoe is totally ridiculous, the brand is ridiculous. But I thought if anyone could succeed, I was almost convinced that Lavar's the guy that's gonna make it happen. I mean, I'm not I'm not an expert on, you know, fashion or sport brands, but it looked doomed from the start and they were just too blind by the by the excess, like you said, they were stretched really thin because they wanted to do the reality TV show. They wanted to create their own basketball league. They wanted to create their own shoe line. You know, the, the Suns playing for the Lakers, all, all the stuff, it's not its not achievable for one one person or, you know. And especially for someone, he, and someone who's a marketing pro, right? He's not really, he's not a business guy per se. So he doesn't have the deep knowledge in, in all these different fields. I think he did okay, but he's a good spokesperson. He can talk. He can talk. The, he can talk, but he can't back up, back it up, basically. So, did you read what? What's the number? What, what was the number for the Nike deal? Was it in the millions? I don't think he's a hot commodity, or he's injured as well, so it doesn't. I mean, I don't know if they're going to sign him now to like a sweet deal. But I think when he was coming out of college, there was a lot of hype oh, around Lonzo. Of course, Lonzo. yeah. I mean, he's a high pick, but I mean, right now, his his you know his stock hasn't has never been lower. However, saying all that, LeBron did tweet his support, saying that uh, if he was to join Nike, uh, LeBron would be welcome and open to that. That's good. Good guy, LeBron. Speaking of shoes, though, did you know that your lover, Spencer Dinwiddie, he has his own shoe line? Yes. <laughs> what do you think about it? I, I'm, I'm quite amused by what you wrote. Um... They're not cheap, by the way. Also, not great looking. Uh, branding is pretty bad. Actually, I tweeted at him to uh, to tweet you to help him with the, the graphic design and branding of the shoes. I think he's got that covered. Are, are you sure? Oh, the branding. Yeah, maybe the branding. The branding, yeah, but the artwork is pretty good. He gets a local artist. Um, he So basically, he's got 82 shoes with different artwork done by different local artists for every single game. So for 82, for 82 games, he has a different shoe. And um, he then sells those shoes uh, on whatever website, and some of the proceeds go to you know charities and stuff like that. Um, but they're not cheap; they're like three hundred fifty bucks. The game worn ones. Let me just take a look. It's, the shoe is called what's the shoe called? It's like the branding is like out of whack. It's some Greek letters. It's it's yeah something Greek. Um, uh, 
I just had it actually. The logo is some D, and I, I guess it's like trying to combine a D and an S, but it just looks like a B. Okay, so the sneaker company, if you will, which is you know Dinwiddie's own Kickstarter self-started project, is called Kairos, but it's spelled K eight. I-R-O-S. Where did you get the I-Y from? Kairos. I'm reading this thing that tells us tells me how oh, it's okay. pronounced. So it's pr- pronounced Kairos, which is yeah. really bad because you obviously, you know, you don't want to, you don't want the name to be something that people can't pronounce, right? Or even like make make out. And I just feel like the branding's all over the place. Why is there Greek, like this Greek branding and then it's supposed to be modern at the same time? Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna look into it too much. I yeah, mean, that I, it's better you don't. <laughs> I mean, I think it's fine. Like to be honest, it's, sure? it's it's a pretty no nonsense shoe. I think that we that's what you said. I mean, it doesn't look. I mean, definitely the logo is bad, but the shoe itself doesn't look anything terrible. And well, the shoe, it's. I'm sure it's just the. Um, he, he. It's not like he designed it from scratch. Probably, I'm sure he this did. is. He said like, he designed the shoe. Well, I, I'm not sure about that. I he think it's more. Industry, but the artwork is done by different artists. I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> what, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> let's, let's keep our show professional, would you? <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I'm sure he found like some Chinese manufacturer who had a bunch of like shoe models, and then he just modified one of the shoe models with like different coloring and maybe some some little features. Yeah, that's like I'm true. sure he didn't like design this from scratch, right? Mm. Um, because as we know, he needs to save all his money for his uh, Ironman suit. Yeah, that's true. But in terms of branding, yeah, Spencer, I think you can do a lot better. The branding is not that great. Talk to us. We'll do it yeah. for free. Yeah. But um, I agree, Kay. Maybe best not to read too much about Dinwiddie. I, I feel like since that interview with Woj, where my opinion of Dinwiddie was like all-time high, it's just been slowly... <laughs> well, you keep uncovering stuff. and you keep reading. <laughs> Because I was so fascinated, I was like, this is a great guy, he was so, it was a great interview, great guy, and then as, as I'm reading more and more about him, I'm like, oh, it's kind of strange. <laughs> Not All quite right, what I move, thought. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's, um, let's move on. Okay. What's his injury with Nurkic? I'm just going to get his full name, because I forgot how to pronounce his first name. Uh, okay, Yusuf Nurkic, um, uh, how do I say this? Delicately, he breaks his leg. He broke his leg, right? Yeah, he he breaks his leg while trying to go for a rebound. I think he gets it, but then he la- he when he comes and lands on his one of his legs, I think it was his left leg. He it just snapped. It just bent the wrong way, and he was writhing in pain on the floor. And it looked it looked so bad. It looked just as bad as the poor George injury, if I have to say. Um, it just looked like it snapped. And I didn't even watch it. Yeah. No, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't if you if you don't think you can handle it, don't watch the replay. Yeah, of that. I can't handle it. It's it's quite bad. And because he's a big guy, you just you see more of it, right? You see, right, right. It's much much easier to see his leg, or at least I think it was the, towards the bottom of his leg, just kind of break. Just, oh man! Just kind of it's, turn. Oh fuck! Nine degrees, kind of thing like, like oh. that. Oh. Um, I mean, injury. That's obviously a big, big injury. But, um, but he was with the he was with the Nuggets when um with Jokic, and then there was Nurkic. Yeah, 
Jokic and Nurkic. I get and those two the, confused all the time. Yeah, me too, me too. And they both play for the Nuggets too. And they were both, you know, uh, you know, players that could shoot the ball really well, pass the ball really well. Um, Jokic was a bit better at just doing those things. Uh, but Nurkic was a really good rebounder, a uh, more physical defender. Um, but they traded him. I think they traded him away to the Blazers because they were kind of playing the same position. And like when they were on the call at the same time, they weren't um, meshing as well. Um, and I think it worked out the best because the Nuggets were able to, um, you know, kind of offensively play a bit better maybe, you know, without him clogging the space. And Nurkic goes to the Blazers and fills that void at, at the center position for the Blazers. Um, so it's a big loss for the Blazers because, you know, they're currently fourth, I think, or fourth or fifth in the West, something like that. And um, they're, they're without McCollum. McCollum, I think, broke some part of his body as well. Or sprain some part he's of his body. He's broken as he, well. God. He's out for a few weeks. Um, Nurkic obviously is out for the season. Um, they have to rely a lot on Dame now. So he should be able to make a full recovery from this? Um, I mean, I assume so, yeah. Like, you know, he should be able to make a full comeback, but just for this season, he's out. Like, is it me or I feel like the, we've had so many of these leg injuries in recent years with Paul George... Uh, Hayward, Lavert, and this Nurkic now. Like I don't recall this happening in the '90s or the 2000s. Talking about people who are like just breaking their legs and their legs mm. looks like they're just just like 90 degrees, right? Yeah. Prior to this, the only instance I can remember that was like this was uh, Sean Livingston. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was pretty bad, and that was a really like bad injury where he was out for multiple seasons. Yeah, yeah, he like destroyed everything. I, I didn't watch the video of that. I'm not even sure if the video was that graphic. Internally, it, it looked okay, maybe, but internally, I, I think he broke like everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the reason. Uh, I would say maybe it's because of the intensity of games and the you know the more athletic now and they jumping the jumping higher. Yeah, I, I you know how, but how does it you know when you train when you work out as an NBA player. And I'm sure you know this, but like For you me. train, you yeah, <laughs> but you train your yeah, you but you train strength. You know, you um, you have a diet plan, um, and you have injury prevention, right? Injury prevention. I have must none be of big. those things. <laughs> <laughs> when I played basketball, I had none of those things. <laughs> <laughs> but right, like, but part of it is injury prevention, right? Like that's that's like you know things they have to. You know, do to take care of the body so they reduce or mitigate the chances of injury. Yeah, but I don't know what that in, like includes. Like, you know, how can you stop someone from landing badly? It's instinct. With all these cases, it can't be just like fluke accidents or freak accidents. Well, all accidents these ones anymore. were from like dunks or you know jumping high, and you know yeah. just you know they were jumping and they're near the you know whether they're trying to score or whatever it is, and they just landed wrong. Um, Jeremy Lin's actually another recent one. Um, he he broke his. He was out for the season basically. Lost yep. two seasons yeah, ago. I remember Nets. that one. Um, I think it was knee related, but he but that was just him. He said he um, landed badly or awkwardly, and then that's just what snapped it. And um, in the interview since then, um, he said that he went. He did a lot of injury prevention. He went back with his trainer and, and learned how to like play not only just to reshape his way to play basketball to mitigate injuries but also just how to land properly and i never thought that was a thing because that's such a natural you know instinct to like you know 
land off the, I mean, obviously, right? Like gravity makes you land on the ground, but you know, how do you, how do you make someone land differently? That's physics 101 right there. Spencer, if you're listening, hire Kane. Uh, yeah, this Iron Man suit can't uh, just go <laughs> up. It needs to go down. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do you make someone land? Like, I, like, that sounds really strange to me. Like, I know they train for falls, actually. Like, that they I do? know. Okay. Yeah, that oh. I know, because I used to talk to a... Um, he wasn't even a professional basketball player, but he was a basketball player, and he said that they train for that. Mm, okay. Different ways of, of landing safely, right? So okay, that you don't so land you, on your okay. yeah, so you don't land on your like uh, tailbone or something, right? Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, and there's different ways you can brace your falls and all this. Um, but uh, I'm under the impression that that's always been the thing. Like they were teaching this uh, in the 2000s. They were teaching this in the 90s as well. And certainly people were jumping, getting rebounds. They were dunking back then as well. Now these injuries were only happening to high flying power dunkers. Then we can understand. But this seems to be just happening to random people, basically. I mean, there's some ones where you just like gasp, but yeah, a lot of times they're just ACLs or something like that. I can't remember um, before Paul George uh, leg break. Maybe maybe some of our fans can remind us of a of a graphic snap. Fans or experts, please tweet us, explain to us why this is happening. Do these players need calcium? <laughs> like seriously because in theory they're getting more nutrition today than they they have ever gotten yeah for sure whatever thing that they were lacking in terms of nutrition or vitamins they're they're getting it now but I don't know why it's not preventing these types of injuries or it could be just like it's you know it's just a handful of players and it's still just a freak accident it just so happens that this is happening all like clumped together yeah, it definitely is a freak. Like, how, you know, how many times have they played, how many games have they played basketball and how many, how many people have actually got injured? It's not many. Like, it's still pr- very, very uncommon and rare. So I don't know if they have to, it's not epidemic by any means. If this is the sort of storyline you're trying to push, David. No, no, NBA needs to be banned. No. Worse than concussions <laughs> in the NFL. Hey, look, I'm just trying to sell some vitamins here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're in China, right? I'm pushing hard for uh, Centrum uh, sponsorships here. <laughs> do you have that in China? Well, do you... Centrum? Uh, I yeah. It's really popular in China, like when they come to Australia to buy like vitamins. And... <laughs> they buy all sorts of shit. They buy like milk powders. Next on the list, I've got a, oh, you must have put this here D Book. D Booker scores 59 points. None of his other teammates even registered a. Um, double-digit oh, score, scoring in a game. Pathetic. Oh, yeah. I, and then uh, he, followed, he followed it up. He had an on-call performance where he scored 50 points to the Wizards. Against the Wizards, sorry. Um, but that was also a loss. And you remember a few years back, he scored 70 points, was it? Remember he scored 70 points? And that was like a really big story? I remember that. That was also in a loss. It's basically an NBA player on a G League team. That's what I wanted to ask. Do you think... Well, okay. There's two ways they're looking at it. D-Book is a talented enough player where he can score a lot of points, right? Do you agree yes, with that? I agree. He has enough talent to score a lot of points. He's on a bad team where he's shooting a lot of uh, is shooting a lot basically where he can you know possibly put up that many points, right? Because he's pretty much the only offensive weapon. Um 
however, he's actually doing it quite efficiently. He didn't he didn't shoot that much, and actually in the game where he scored fifty nine points, he was shooting at sixty four percent. Um, very efficient, right? Not like Kobe in his last game, he was shot like six, <laughs> six you know, he shot sixty times and got sixty points. Oh, That's yeah. like one of the most inefficient games of all time. <laughs> so, do you think D Book is um, his talents being wasted by the Suns? What do you mean? Of course, his talents being wasted. He's playing in the G League. He's so playing if, with G Leaguers. If you were Devin Booker, what would you do? If you were in Devin, if you were in Devin Booker's uh, Dinwiddie shoes, uh, what would what would you do? What what can you do? You said he signed he signed a, a contract there. A contract. Yeah, max there. max contract. Yeah. Well, that's on him. That's his fault then. He could still force a trade. Either either force a trade or try to recruit someone. Try to recruit D'Angelo to mm, Phoenix. No, but who would want to play in Phoenix? That's the thing. The issue is that the the current owner is not very good. Um, but otherwise, Phoenix should be a pretty attractive. I don't think there's are, is there tax in Arizona. Uh, I'm not sure, but to your point, historically Phoenix has been a uh, free agent destination. The weather is really good, and they had that that those you know half a decade where it was almost like the fa- fountain of youth destination, where these injured players go there to rejuvenate their career. Well, they had that was the Steve Nash days, right? Steve Nash, um, you had Grant Hill going there, didn't you? Have yeah, like Grant Penny Hill, Hardaway, right. Grant Hill. I think Penny uh, Hardaway went remember. there as well. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely had like marquee players come to the Phoenix. And also, Phoenix is one of the, the sunniest cities in America. I mean, anyway, we're not, we're not here to plug Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, we're no, here we're... to uh, talk about D-Book and how he just is in NBA hell right now. Is, is this the worst franchise in the league? Their win totals have, have, have gone down every single year that Devin Book has been in the Suns uniform. Well, he's not helping. He needs to do something. I don't know. I don't know. He's he signed the contract, so that's on him. I don't. Well, care. how does a uh, how how do you get better? Is it just more talent or coaching or you know like because D book is pretty good. It's the organization because they've got don't they have like a top draft pick right now? They they've got that Fox guy right? No wait. No no, no they they got um De- no they got. A- and they're, they're both his players on the Kings. They got um oh, Aiton DeAndre Aiton. Oh uh, De- DeAndre Aiton, sorry. But I don't know. I think they need you. It's not. It's not just the players. They need because these are all just young players. They need like the proper veterans. They need the proper mix of development coaches mm. and actual mm. coaches and real GM, real ownership. D book is in NBA hell, and joining him is Jimmer Fredette. <laughs> oh my God, Jimmer Fredette! This is, the Lord has returned. So the comes, Lord has returned. So it comes all the way from China. Um, basically, the Suns just called his agents like, "Hey, we need you. We need, we need. We're trying to make a push for uh, the number one overall pick, and we need a talent like uh, Jimmy Fredette to." Um, you, whoa, 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 whoa! That's some serious shade. That's some serious shade. You know what they call him in China? What do they call him? They call him the Lonely God. Why the lonely? Because he's so good that he's like oh, above everyone he's else. Above. Oh, interesting. Yeah. What is it in, Chi- what is it in Chinese? Um, in Chinese is Jimo Dash. Jimo Dash. I don't even know. So I don't they, know yell, how to say it. they yell that out in the stadium. They yell that out because Jimmer sounds like Jimo, which means like lonely. So they made up the name the Lonely God because, but because he's religious, he prefers going by the Lonely Master. <laughs> it sounds like you don't rate him. 
Yeah, I don't rate him as an NBA player. I think he's fine. Whoa. In, I think he's fine as in any other league, but for some, I've had, I've actually had a thought about this. We talked earlier this week about how um, he's a good shooter, right? So sh- shouldn't shooting just translate to the NBA? I think it has a lot to do with like your confidence. And if you have bad confidence, it's going to affect your technique. It's going to affect your shooting form. It's going to affect, um, you know, just your touch in general, right? Because sometimes shooting isn't about technique all the time. It is most of the time, but sometimes it's just you feeling it, right? Sometimes, you know, we see Dirk Nowitzki on one leg just hoisted up, you know, directly up in the air and it, and it sinks in for a swish. And um, Fredette, uh, you know, he's a good shooter and he has been since um, college and he proved it in, this, in the CBA he's a good shooter. But in the NBA, against much more physical players that can defend up to the three-point line, they're much faster, much quicker. They take away his, um, probably in the CBA, um, when people come up to defend him on the three-point line, they're too slow and Fredette can like kind of zoom past him for like a layup. I assume that's so. Just to to clarify, when we say CBA, we're not talking about the Continental Basketball Association. We're talking about the Chinese Basketball. The Chinese Basketball Association. Yes, I think the yeah. the the athletes aren't as good in the CBA, and therefore Fredette is able to score in a multitude more ways. In the NBA, and this has only been one game, so I'm not saying he's a scrub or anything. But the reason I think he's not fit for the NBA is because he's not a good enough athlete to have a diverse ways to be an offensive weapon. And I doubt his defense is anything like worth playing, you know, at any time uh, in any quarter, his defense is probably very subpar for the NBA. Yeah. I don't think he was ever known for, he's known for being a scorer, like a shooter, like you said, but he was drafted top 10. I think it was like the 10th overall pick. I mean, the dude could shoot, and, and, and by all common conventions, if he can shoot, if he can shoot lights out, that's just going to help build you know, your confidence and stuff. But, and like I said, it's only been one game back, but when you don't have your confidence, you just shoot badly. You just don't. If you, if you, if, and Fredette's only skill is shooting, and if he can't shoot, then he's nothing. Well, his first game back in the NBA was not very good. I think he shot one for 10. Yes, um, one for 10. That's correct. Yeah. So very disappointing. But in the CBA, man, he was like, I don't think he was MVP. Maybe he I was, think he MVP. was MVP. Yeah, I think he has been MVP. The dude was averaging like 37 points a game. And once he scored like 70 something points. I mean, good for, I mean, it also shows that like the 700th best player is, is g- going to kill it in the NBA. Uh, so the CBA. Right, right. Well, how many, but I thought it would have translated a bit better than a... Well, again, only one game. But, I mean, surely if you're averaging 37 points in any professional league, uh, you should be able to score, like, I don't know, 10 points a game in the NBA. Uh, like, I, if he had any chance of scoring 10 points, he would have a job in the NBA for sure. Okay. The reason he hasn't had a job in the NBA for a while now isn't because he likes China more. It's because... NBA scouts don't rate him as an NBA player. Oh. <laughs> Let's just, it's that simple. And the, only, that te- simple? And the yeah. only team that considers, considers, considered him for a contract... Did you say they gave him a two-year contract? They gave him a two-year contract. But, That's but insane. Caveat is that it's the Phoenix Suns. Well, they probably watched exactly. the CBA the like me. That- they probably... Watch him score like a hundred points in the yeah, CBA. Yeah, the only reason, the only team that was willing to give Fredette another chance in the NBA is the Phoenix Suns, 
because yeah. they're, 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 they're chasing that number one pick. Unlike you, I hope uh, Jimmer Fredette does, uh, does well. <laughs> Prior to this, I didn't actually know anything about him, but because he was such a beloved character in, not character, he's such a beloved player in, in the CBA in China, um, I was reading up on him. And yeah, he's actually—I don't know—he seemed like really down to earth. And oh, I mean, I don't doubt he's a good person, and I hope he does well as well. Obviously, but you know, come on, like, there's a reason he's on the NBA. He wasn't an NBA. It's not because he slept with, you know, um, Adam Silver's wife or something like that. He's married, and he's also Mormon. I don't think he like. I don't even think he asked. Well, sex. Mormons don't. Yeah, what do you mean? Mormons have multiple wives. Oh, do they? Oh, shit. They like. They believe in like polygamy. Oh. Oh, fuck. Okay. Well. Okay. That might be an issue. Yeah. He yeah. asked Adam oh, Silver's wife, "Do you want to be a part of my, uh, like my, my like, clan? Um, har- harem?" Oh my god. Oh, that, that's some extreme religion. Okay. I think so. I might have got it wrong, but I'm pretty sure. If you're a Mormon. Please find some technology and try to connect it to the internet and then tweet They're us. not Amish. Oh, shit. They have te- technology. <laughs> oh, my God. But I think some Amish people are Mormon. Oh, okay. What's Amish? I'm getting it all confused. Amish are like farm. Like, yeah, they don't believe in technology. They're okay. like farmers and stuff. They like don't, they're, they've like totally removed themselves from modern yeah. society and they yeah. like taken up agricultural life. Clearly, we run. We have a very secular show here. We we know nothing about religion. I guess we're. I don't know. It's a religion. It's just a way of life. But obviously, that's uh, pretty backwards. Obviously, you know, since we have all these modern advances, and you know, far, even in farming alone, we have such modern advances, and they are probably still like, you know, plowing the fields by themselves and stuff like that. Wait, what? How do how do we get on to talking about Mormons? Jimmy Fredette is a Mormon, apparently. The pretty good get for the Mormons because also Mormon, um, a Mormon has to pay ten percent to their church. Oh, really? Ten percent of the earnings to the church. So pretty good money they're making off Jimmer right there. I wouldn't be surprised if Gordon Hayward is a Mormon too. He looks like he looks like comes from that family. Oh, this is probably offensive for some people. What we're saying here, but yeah, okay, no, I won't continue. Oh boy, oh boy. Okay, well you can tell me offline. <laughs> I'll tell you offline. Uh, something else that happened offline and behind a closed door uh, was the Celtics after a loss, right? Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> um, so you said that, uh, was this the Pacers? What game was this where they lost the game? Charlotte Hornets. Oh, Wait, is okay. it the Hornets? Yeah, you're is right, you're right. Hornets? Yeah, okay, yeah. I can, yeah. So they lost against the Hornets and afterwards... They had a closed door meeting, and Kyrie takes a shot at Brad Stevens, saying that they should have trapped Kemba like every other team, um, which is such a such massive shade you're throwing in your coach. Total shade. I was going to ask you, is that that's insulting, right? That's totally insulting. Well, if he just said uh, we should have trapped Kemba, then fine. Like, yeah, you should have trapped Kemba, like stupid you, right? Or stupid coach. Like, we can we can read between the lines, but the fact that he had to then it, like you know iterate that. Like every other team does that, <laughs> just just kind of uh, you know p- push it over the line, you know, in terms of um, Kyrie taking a shot at Brad Stevens. This is, this is no, I think uh, I think it's obvious. There's no mutual respect between those two guys. 
it's over, right? It's over over there. I mean, are they going to get? They're going to get bounced in the first round. Like, I don't care if they're playing against the Pacers. I don't. I don't think so. I, I think. I think the Pacers are actually surprisingly a very competitive team, and I think we talked offline originally. I, I was saying the Pacers won't last in the in the first round, especially if they're versus the Celtics. But I'm coming to think. Of, I'm coming around to your thinking where. It's going to be a pretty competitive. We do you think it's going to be a competitive series between the Celtics and the Pacers? I think if Boston loses the first game, or maybe they lose the second game, and there's dissension in the locker room, I think it can fall apart really quickly for them. So you're thinking you're thinking of extremes here. You're thinking if if they got if they get it together and they use the superior talent to bully the Pacers, basically, they should basically win this game in five a series in five games or something well, like no, that. Well no, they can the Pacers would still like give them a good round a good run because Pacers got um it's it's a solid team, right? It, they're playing yeah, hard. Very solid team, they're yeah. playing hard. Yeah. So I think it, yes. but obviously playing hard doesn't they just don't have the talent as the Celtics do. Pacers, Celtics, who who wins in how many games? Uh Pacers in seven. <sighs> I got I was thinking the same amount of games, but I think the Celtics will play oh, really? seven. Okay. I think when it gets to seven games, it coaching is important, and I think Brad Stevens is a good coach, but he's being undermined by his best player. Yeah. But I think the talent will take over, and there'll be certain moments in the game where Kyrie will, you know, win you the game. I think. Well, we'll make a we'll put a playoff bracket soon. I think the playoff uh, the playoff the playoff seedings are coming together and. Maybe the week or the week after, I think we can do our, predi- our predictions, our NBA playoff predictions. To be honest, I ha- we should look into this Pacers team a bit more because they haven't imploded after Oladipo. Like, Oladipo is their best player, but they're still playing extremely well. Like They haven't really lost that many games or, or fallen in our favor too much. Maybe a little bit, but you know because they're, they're originally the third seed and now they've dropped down to their fifth seed. Or the fourth seed. Which is not bad. Which is not bad. And, you know, because their early thinking was without Oladipo, they might fall all the way down, maybe past the Nets or the Pistons, you know? That's that, that's how good a player Oladipo is. But the fact that they've been able to keep the third and four, or fourth seed shows that, you know, yes, they got really well coached and they have a really good system and they have really good players to play within that system and not, uh, you know, disagree with the coach. So they have home court advantage yes. against the Celtics. Right now they have home court advantage, but I think it's pretty tight. And it's funny that you mentioned Smart and Rozier instead of Tatum. What's happening with Tatum? I mean, this guy's just like falling off the cliff. I think he's a good player, but he I think he's the type of dude that needs to be the 1A. Because Kyrie just takes up so much of the ball that Tatum just kind of... Um, doesn't get the same opportunities as he did last year when he was like, you know, the man. And when the ball's been taken away from him and he's just been reduced to a catch and shooter, he doesn't have that same flow within the offense, I feel. Um, Which isn't a knock on him. That's just not his playing style. He's a player that can create his own shot. That's so invaluable. Um, So I don't know if it's on Brad Stevens to get him better looks or if it's on Kyrie to involve him more. Whatever. We've been through most of the season now. We know who they are. They're a team that relies a lot on Kyrie Irving, and Kyrie Irving is going to be the guy that's going to put them through into the finals if 
If they do make the, the finals, the, it's because the of finals. Kyrie. They're not making it out of the I'm first just saying, round. I'm just saying, like, well, they have that's aspirations, right? Right. right. Okay. The, the the aspirations of finals, and you know, we keep saying, oh, the Celtics are so talented. They're so talented. They're only one game away from the finals last year without Kyrie and without Gordon. This is a totally new team this year. Even though they got better with better players, but the you know. The additions aren't the right type of plays within Brad Stevens' system. Having said that, Kyrie is a you know game-changing talent. He is that type of you know dude that can win you games by himself. And because of that, I think at this point, or for this season at least, you just have to rely on Kyrie Irving to do his magic. Well, I put the blame on Kyrie Irving for not informing Brad Stevens <laughs> to trap Kemba like every other team. I think but this this team also doesn't doesn't really have a veteran voice. Like they have um, Marcus Morris. I think, yeah, Marcus Morris, who acts as like that veteran guy, but they don't really have that dude that, you know, that's, you know, sets everything right, sets, sets right tone. So there you go. I think Kyrie, he, I guess he's going to New York. On a more positive note, there's been a number of uh, recent jersey retirements. By the way, is it usual that jerseys get retired right before the playoffs like this? It was also bad timing because um, apparently for Chris Bosch's jersey retirement, it was during halftime of a game against the Magic. And that was a pivotal game uh, because if the Magic won, which they did, they'll, get, they'll win the tiebreaker over the Heat. Um, and then the Heat will be out like kind of a game back from the Magic as well. Um, and they had the and they had the the ceremony during halftime, so the players weren't talking strategy or you know doing still just sitting on the court and smiling and you know being sentimental <laughs> and emotional, smiling and losing. The magic were in their locker in their locker room, you know, devising schemes to win the second half. I feel like it's bad timing, you know, to do these ceremonies just before the playoffs. Should do it early in the season, right? Like when there's less going on, not when the playoffs, when you're making a playoff push. Yeah, exactly. And also, like Chris Bosch, he's been out of the league for a couple of years. He could have done this like anytime. Well, right? I think he didn't want to do it next year because next year, probably Dwayne Wade would have his jersey retired. Oh, uh, okay. Well, he could have done like, you know, two that year. No, I think the bad, the, the most egregious thing was them scheduling it on the same day the Lakers play. Because why wouldn't they want LeBron in the building, you know? Mm. <laughs> LeBron said he wanted to go. LeBron said he wanted to go, but... Well, should we read something into this? Like, is this uh, Pat Rowley still uh, salty about LeBron leaving? I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that LeBron's jersey would get retired by the Heat, right? Uh, well, really? I don't know. LeBron was the driving force behind those championships, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, he won the finals MVPs. Like you can't, you can't have those championships without LeBron. And yeah, I got, like we. If you recall, when they originally um, got this big three, yes, they were talking behind the scenes, and and Dwayne Wade. So Dwayne Wade was a free agent, and uh, Chris Bosh and LeBron James were free agents, and Dwayne Wade obviously. Uh, resigned with his team, and at the same time with that news, Chris Bosh chooses to go to Miami and 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 signs with the Heat. When Nick Collison got his jersey retired, they scheduled it so that Durant was also at the ceremony. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Miami could have done that so that LeBron was there. Mm. Mm. Why didn't they? Why didn't mm. they? Yeah, I don't know. I, I I that's why I was thinking because Tony Parker was 
even though he plays with Charlotte, he was in, he was there for my news jersey retirement. Exactly. You need the you know the main players of that team to be together. I think. And you said LeBron was open to. Um, he wanted to be there. Yeah, he posted an IG saying like he wished he was there, but he couldn't couldn't do it because of obviously scheduling conflicts. Yeah, well, who's that on? That's I don't know. Maybe there's some still some uh, hurt feelings in Miami. Yeah, maybe. I didn't think about that. That's 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 definitely possible. I mean, that's a pretty s- small thing to do from Pat Riley's perspective. To Pat Riley's also old school, so it's like if you're not with us, you're our enemy. Although in recent, I thought he did a recent interview where when where he said that um, like he's sort of he's now like better about that. Yeah, I heard that too. That initially he was a bit bitter about it. Yeah. I can you think of any other players that are deserving of a jersey retired? Oh, I told you already, DeMar DeRozan. I've been saying this all the time. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan yeah. in Toronto. Yeah. Cuz yeah. I, I think agree with that. Like on a different team if he was playing for the Lakers or the Celtics maybe, you say that his jersey won't get retired. Yeah, because right? of the ex- the excellence, yeah. Because of the excellence because they didn't win. But if you look at an organization like Toronto, this, this organization's been around for, what, 25 years now, right? Mm. I think you can retire your first jersey, and that mm. spot can go to De- DeMar DeRozan. I think it should be Vince first, but yeah, I agree. DeMar DeRozan like you can make, Yeah, you can make an argument for Vince as well, but I, like, let's just assume that it's not Vince. But it's someone. I think they can make their first jersey retirement. Yeah, I, 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 I think DeMar DeRozan definitely deserves one too. Yeah, I agree. Also, because of the way he left the organization. It wasn't yeah. because of him wanting a trade. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, I agree. So I, th- I think that's the difference between him and Vince. I'll just say this. If uh, Ka- Kawhi wins the championship this year, he'll have his jersey retired even if he leaves uh, after the season. I think so. I think so. He'll have his jersey retired just for the one season he, like, one glorious season he played if they win the NBA championship. I think, yeah, I agree with that. I think a championship is so elusive and so hard that any organization that wins a championship, you have to retire one or more numbers. Well, how can, so why not? Kyrie has to have his jersey retired in Cleveland then. He, He hit the shot. Okay, I'll say this. I'll say this. He'll have a statue. He might not have his jersey, but he'll, he'll have a statue. No, no, seriously. Are you, are you making him the statue in your backyard, right? No, this LeBron, is, this is LeBron, your will statue. Have, LeBron will have the main statue in, in, in Quicken Loans, but they'll have a smaller statue of, of, of Kyrie and him hitting the shot. Yeah, in the, in the men's bathroom, they have this small statue. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, a statue, you gotta be joking Why, why are you relegating the shot? That oh was my the god. shot No, 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 I'm not relegating When you bring up the shot, I have to like almost shut my mouth Because you're right, that was iconic, that was fantastic But otherwise, his time in, in Cleveland was all LeBron Without LeBron, he was just like losing like, He was getting into fistfights with Dion Waiters um, And also, I don't think, in the way that Kyrie left the organization I, I don't think I'm not sure if he'll get his jersey retired. Like a statue is definitely a no, right? There's no way he's getting a statue. That's for sure. It's going to be just all LeBron statues. There should be multiple LeBron statues, actually. <laughs> they should just... I think they'll have a better team if they just built statues of LeBron and, and played them instead. <laughs> uh, they might have a better, they might yeah. have a better record this year if they just built LeBron statues. 
You know how much I love LeBron. You know, you know, I rate LeBron above all else, but I, I just you, you can't, you can't, you can't have LeBron James and all his legacy, you know, and and talk about his legacy without talking about Kyrie Irving. I think. Oh my God! No, see, this is you love Kyrie so much, <laughs> potentially even more than you love <laughs> D'Angelo Russell. Um, and Kyrie, it just doesn't do it for me. I tolerated Kyrie because he was playing with LeBron and because he was a great player. But like seriously, exactly. Everything- I don't know. Yeah, just by your admission, you realize he's a good talent. He's a talented player. He's definitely a talented player, but he's not so talented where he can define your team or your no, organization. That alone means that he doesn't deserve a statue. A statue is reserved. I'm not saying statue. I'm just saying he deserves to be part of the narrative. Of LeBron's legacy. But can you imagine? Like, there's just so many great LeBron statues, right? You get the block where you have, like, him with, like, arms stretched overlooking the entrance of the, uh, the Quicken Arena. That's awesome. There's a lot of statue opportunities for sure. There's the there's a Tomahawk dunk as well. The decision with, like, LeBron sitting down with, like, <laughs> a bunch of kids. The chair. <laughs> yeah. That's in Miami. Oh, yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, that's right. That's funny. <laughs> that, 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 that's a Miami statue. <laughs> I would yeah, like his statue. What would yeah. that look like? It'd be I LeBron sitting at home with like magic outside his car. <laughs> <laughs> you know the story that magic like waited an hour in his car before yeah. like going in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's one more statue of LeBron in uh, Golden State where yeah. he's like making the face to JR. Oh, yeah. In the right direction. <laughs> No, I, I don't think these are actually in the spirit of statues. <laughs> Memorable moments in your in your fran- team's team's franchise. Yeah, well, the, yeah, this is more like the fan statues. These are not <laughs> yeah. like. Well, maybe yeah, they should be fan fan sponsored statues. You get the count, council approved fan paid statues. We still have other topics to cover. Obviously, fan request Orlando Magic next week. Oh yeah, uh, fan request. Lakers continued head coach. Will Luke Walton get fired um, before the season's over? I feel it's like it's getting a bit disrespectful now. Like Luke Walton is still the coach, and there's already names being floated out there. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about next week, but I mean, this shouldn't happen, right? Yeah, it's pretty bad form. Well, usually it's usually it's up to the president to try to like kind of keep those keep those rumors at bay. Like you shouldn't really let. That kind of uh, that kind of outside noise infiltrate your your team. Like it really is up to the president and the GM to a less extent to try to keep that external you know sh- bullshit outside. You know, so you can focus on you know your job. Did you watch this video? Is Polenka during like I guess some su- the summertime when he tar- started making this biblical reference about like someone coming you know, down from the sky over the mountain or whatever. And then it turned out the the camera pans and it turns out he's talking about like Codwell Pope. <laughs> it's like crazy. The guy is nuts. This is, I mean, it's okay. I'll, this is. Like, but you got to watch the video. Okay. Just, you got to watch the video. Like the, he he is so serious, and then you realize who he's talking about. And it's like, what the hell? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, last thing I'll say is, no, no, maybe I'll skip that. Don't worry. The last thing you want to say is that there is only one God, and that is the lonely God. Jimmer for that. He's now back in the NBA. Say it one more time for our Chinese fans. Jimo Dashen! Anyway. Okay. That's it. Stop the recording. That's it. See ya. See ya.
You've been listening to your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast. If you enjoyed our show, please tweet us at yourfpfp.